missionary interview, I am most pleased to welcome up Sandy Ewan. Uh, let's give her a big online welcome. And uh, I often uh, say, and I said it this morning to our team, Sandy is our missionary in the most constant danger. Uh, this lady, uh, we got people showing up with guns in her town. We got floods happening, droughts. It's always extremely exciting. Um, Sandy, maybe just start off by orientating us. Uh, where are you serving? We got some pictures that are going to come up um, from South Sudan. So we know it's in Africa. Help us uh, from there. It's in, uh, hi everyone. Uh, it's good to be back. Um, I am working in um, South Sudan. It's the youngest country in the world and it's in East Africa. And so it's west of Ethiopia, south of Egypt and Sudan, and uh, north of Kenya. So it's in that little horn of Africa when you can, you can look at the, at the pictures there. So that's where I am. Beautiful. Um, so, Sandy, you have a medical background, uh-huh. uh, and there's a lot of health work that's happening, but your role over the years has kind of deepened and shifted, and you've had other people come in, and so tell us kind of how your role yeah. is currently. Um, I started off, I am a nurse, and uh, so I helped to establish a health clinic, and uh, then I, after five years, then I started slowly um, stepping away because I was still in the, I was in the four walls and, and I'm really the type of person that stop and smell the coffee, you know, and, and I went on for one person. So I've stepped out, uh, slowly, slowly. I'm still a consultant for the health clinic, but we have a lovely, uh, Swiss doctor who has taken over and I have, um, moved over into the church discipleship project. I am the project um, manager as well as the team leader. And that involves um, all the missionaries who are doing, primarily focusing on their, their work is doing evangelism, um, church discipleship, mentoring, discipling, Bible studies, and things like that, as well as I've taken over the bookstore that, um, that we have. So, mm. yeah, so it's it's really um, been uh, big, as well as uh, um, our our um, director has uh, gotten has um, con- contracted um, an incurable disease. It's kind of like Parkinson's, but it's a bit different. Um, and so he's had to leave, and I've had to take over some of his responsibilities within South Sudan. So I am now the team leader, um, kind of chief cook and bottle washer. So it's, Love it. it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> kind of the rah, 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 everyone, <laughs> come on, you know. Come on, Let's team, go. we can do yeah, this. we can do it. I, you know, a few years ago, I heard uh, Rick Warren, uh, pastor of a big church in California, and he had spent a lot of time in Rwanda and helping that country heal from genocide and all that kind of stuff and taking teams. And he came back to the United States and he made this statement. He said, you know, even when things are at their absolute worst, the church in every country stays there. And, and it's so true in your region of South Sudan, all this discipleship work, all these working with people, the libraries, the getting a church established, working with the pastors, no matter what happens, that's the church will be there. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, so a little bit of challenges on people leaving and different things, people getting sick, you have yes. lots of responsibilities. Yes. Uh, yes. But there's been even more challenges. <laughs> uh, tell us about some floods that have yes. happened. Yes, uh, yes. Last uh, August, we had a, what I would call, compared to the one in October, it was a minor flood. And um, it didn't reach our compounds at all, but it hit... Um, the town and part of the homes and so uh so we were reaching out to them with uh, mosquito nets and tarps and things like that and then in october there must have been a large amount of rain in um, ethiopia because we have the yabus river that f that goes around and and it was like a tsunami and it took two days to get to us and, and it's it, just coming, and you yes. can, you, you're hearing about yes. it coming. Yes, and it flooded the entire county. It just, it was like this huge wave, and you can see in this picture how high the water was. Yeah, like it's way just, up that It building. took all the mud off of all of the homes. And actually, it was, um, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and I heard this tapping um, outside, and I thought, I'm kind of... I don't know if I'm brave or just stupid, but I heard, I heard this tapping, and I thought, if that's a thief, I'm going to go and tell him to stop it, you know? So I marched out. I mean, this is a country with lots of guns and everything, you know? But anyways, I walked out, and, um, and, I, and I stepped out onto my veranda, which is going down into six inches of water, and I'm like, what is going on? And I flipped onto, on, the, on the patio uh, switch, light switch, and I saw my my empty barrel of water, which I usually get from the from the water pump, and um, and it was it was floating and it was tapping against the wall, and um, and I'm like, what is going on? And I looked in my kitchen because my kitchen's on my patio, and it was six inches underwater as well, all my drawers and all my food and everything, and. And so then I thought, oh my goodness, what's going on? So and I was, so I went back in my house quickly, got dressed, and then I, the Lord uh, just t told me, get your your the bottom drawers and put everything up, put everything up. So I put everything up, even my light switches, my inverter, and my batteries, everything up, and then I went out of my patio, and there was this like walls of water, like river coming right through our compound and going into the, um, into the, uh, past, uh, through us and into our neighbors. And then I thought, oh my goodness, what is going on? And so then I thought, oh my, my Bibles, because I have from my, my bookstore. So I got the keys and I went into the next house. And, and so I had about an hour and I started putting books boxes of Bibles and I had so many I just had to after an hour the water started coming into that house and so I I had to close the door and it was really so sad and so um, and then at that time it was about 4 30 and I heard my neighbors kids starting to cry because the water was coming into their grass houses and then I heard all of the animals you know the cows mooing and 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 all of this ruckus and and then the sun started coming up it was five and 
I saw all these cows and these little piglets trying to, you know, get swim through the water, and they all moved to, by the church to higher ground. And my house ended up getting up to hip deep. Hip deep, yeah. And it's not just water. It's like you have to think of snakes as well, because I've had, I had several snakes swim past me, and um, a cobra in my house was yeah, a baby. Yeah, because we wouldn't it want it to be boring. We would want some snakes no. and some I never cobras. even thought of things. I just thought, oh, my goodness, everything's going to get dirty. But it's actually really dangerous. Yeah, crazy. So when I was reading your report, okay, so this water comes in. You said, you know, often two feet deep everywhere. But then in some parts that were shallower, it was up to, like, the shoulder they, of some yeah. of the men. Yeah. And they're yeah. trying to get their houses and families and yeah. everybody. and it's all in the dark. Just craziness. They put their one oh, our our chaplain at our at our at our clinic. He put the his bed up in the tree, and he threw his five year old daughter up on <laughs> on the bed, and she just hung on, and he was like up to his neck in water, and she's up in the bed because there's no you yeah. can't you can't see. Yeah, it's you can't all dark, see, no... and it's dark. And so he just he managed to grab his bed, threw it up, and it's like a little metal. Um, uh, um, bed that's got string, you know, string yeah. bed, and he just threw it up and had the Plumped little girl. She was just hanging on, you know. And, and oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, okay, so I was reading your report. All this craziness happens. There's a roadway that was kind of the highest ground. Right. Everyone ends up moving all their belongings. Yes. The yes. people had to live on that road for a month. Yes. Like, yes. just insane. Now, yes. normally South Sudanese people, it's not a really wealthy, plentiful region by any stretch of the imagination. And you were sharing kind of one meal a day is the normal. Yes, yes. In the midst of this tragedy, God Elder sends cops. a blessing. Right. Tell right. us about the fish. This oh is the craziest goodness. thing. It's amazing because all of their crops were like totally destroyed. And then they were like, they came to us going, what are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? You know, and... And then all of a sudden, this fish starts coming. It came with the tsunami of the water. And no kidding, these boys started going out, and they were fishing. And then the, then the fathers went out, and we, we were giving them mosquito nets. Well, then they, had, they used their mosquito nets as a, as, a, as a net, and they were just hauling it in, uh, you can see by the, by the photos. And... And no kidding, it was like morning, noon, and night they were eating these fish all the time. And So um, they went from one meal a day to three meals a three day. Three meals a day. Super healthy, fresh fish right at your... All of our malnourished kids in our Nutrition Village program, they all came back fat. It was really, <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. They, the, the, the women came over to our houses and they, they, uh, they said, uh, do you happen to have any salt? <laughs> we, we can't eat fish without salt. And we're like, so the missionaries were supplying salt to all of, the, all of the, our neighbors. So yeah. it was really, really, Aww. yeah. And they were inviting us over, you know, and, and it was, and then boys started, they wanted to make some money. So they just opened up a, like, kind of like the lemonade stand, but this was fried fish, you know. And so they would fry the fish and people would walk by and, and they would buy a fish and, and go on, you know, just eating it. Yeah. and. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. God's provision in the midst of a yeah, horrible really, thing. Yeah, really, really. Incredible. God loves them. 
So on top of all the other things you've been doing, God's giving you some unique opportunities yes. with some police officers, yes. with some soldiers. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it was, uh, the Lord really sends people in unique ways. And it's kind of like be ready in season and out of season. Okay. And so this is my life now because people come to my house or I'm going out and I really needed a driver's license. And so I asked, um, how, am I, can I get it or do I have to pay a million bucks for it or whatever? And so they said, no, no, we'll just go. There's a, one of the, the traffic police, he's a Christian guy. So I went down to him and so I started and he's like, yeah, no problem, you know, and here's fill out, fill it out and, and it's going to cost you. I was like, how much? He goes, oh, the same as, same as all the Sudanese. And I'm like, really? So, um, so I filled it out and, and he, and then I got my driver's license. I thought, I really want to do something that's really encouraging for this guy. And so then I, I went back to him and I said, hey, I'd like to buy you guys some t-shirts. Maybe I can put like my bond traffic police, you know, something nice. They said, no, no, you can't do that. We want, what I want, we want you to write in English, uh, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. A traffic police, traffic police who stop everyone for whatever, you know? <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, how about if I put it in Arabic too? He's like, great. I says, okay, what colors do you want? Oh, well, I want yellow. Well, I want blue. So and I, here they are. On the here they are. Fantastic. Here they are. These are the traffic police. <laughs> so anyways, when I gave it to them, and, I, and then I went and I took all my, my photos with them. They're all, this is Sudanese, you know, the way they, you know, they got their arm around each other. And, and um, so I told a few people and they said, wow, you will never get a traffic ticket in your life here. <laughs> But it's, it actually opened up doors yeah. into their lives, yeah. their lives. And then uh, we, we um, uh, and then me meeting with, um, we, have, uh, we have the UN military and every, these peacekeepers, they come from all different countries. And anyways, we've got the Rwandan, Rwandan uh, military with us. And there's um, a very um, short um, major, and I can't pronounce his name, but he, he, uh, pr he's told me that his name is actually Major Good News. Major Good News. Major Good <laughs> That's News. Awesome. He, he actually grew up in Uganda as a refugee, and 30 years in a refugee as a kid. He was born in a refugee camp, and then he went on to got school, he went to university, and then he became a Christian. And then he went to seminary, and then he joined the military. And he is a godly man. He WhatsApps me every now and again. Hey, how you doing, Mama? And I'm like, oh, Mama, please don't call me Mama. <laughs> but anyways, this major good news is just lovely Christian man. I met him because we, we saw this something on the ground. And we thought, is this? Because when it rains, things come up out of the ground like landmines. And so we didn't know what it was. So I drove over to his compound, uh, the military compound, and then all of his entourage came, you can see, and they dug out. I love out. that picture. You, by the way, you're just hanging out with <laughs> yeah, these guys. Right. I love it. So he's, he's holding this plastic cap. It was actually plastic, you know, but uh, I says, oh, sorry to bother you. He goes, no, no, this is really good. You, you need to. Anyways, now that we've, the COVID-19 has come and we've had to evacuate out, 
um, he wrote me and just WhatsApp me and how are you doing and whatnot. So I wrote him back and I said, can you just drive by and have a, you know, get your patrols around our SIM compounds and stuff? He goes, no problem, I'll do it. And I'll go into your clinic and say hello to the, all of the men there that are running the place, as well as the pastors that are in your community. Because who wouldn't want some major good news? Yes, that's right. Totally. And he can encourage them in the Lord as yeah, well. Yeah, totally. So, wow. Yeah. So Incredible. It's really, really good. The other thing that I was involved in, we um, in the church discipleship, is we have these healing wounds of trauma. And I think I, seminars. And so, and it's about, um, it's teaching, you know, it answers the question of, you know, if God is a God of love, why is so many disasters? Why am I going through this, all of these problems? And people... They've been through wars for 50 years, and some kids have been born in, in war. Born in it. Yeah. And so, and they've seen their relatives killed or their die or whatever. And so they're carrying these heart wounds. And so we have this Healing Wounds of Trauma um, little workshop, and we, we go through scriptures and we explain about um, how God is a God of love. And he is with us as we go through these tragedies and what are heart wounds. And then in the end, giving their, laying their heart wounds at the foot of the cross and giving mm -hmm. them to Jesus. And so many people, whether they are uh, from a Christian, an animistic, or a Muslim background, we go through this. They can come if they want. It's all an invitation. And so, and... And so I, in early January, uh, no, in d early December, I had, again, these, I had four young men come to my compound, and they were from the Coma tribe, never been with the Coma tribe, and they said, we are, are we have about four churches, and um, uh, we, we know the gospel, uh, but we're not discipled. We don't want your money. We don't want anything. We want you to teach the Bible to us. And so it was around getting into Christmas. So I said, well, in mid-January, mid -January, we're going to have the healing wounds of trauma. Will you come? And so they walked two days back to their villages. And then after, in January, they came back. And they participated in it. And these four guys, um, Peter is facing us. And so I've become kind of the mama to peter and he phones me all the time just to say hello and uh, even while i'm here and um and so i gave them from the support that you guys give me i bought them four um, um blackboards and chalk and they carried them on their head two days back and it's in the bush and they are teaching their people oh. It's incredible. This is, and, and incredible. God, and these people are coming to us saying, I'm spiritually hungry. Will you teach us? And I'm like, Will you really? Train me, teach me, Just equip me to go anything. do churches. I don't want your money. Wow. I want, our, our young kids are behaving badly, and we need, their behavior is getting bad, and so we need to teach them the right way. Wow. And our young kids, there's the, the young kids, there's no school, and they're wandering around like cows. This is what is. <laughs> the description, you know, and so you can see it, you know, you can picture it was very picture word picture. So 
they say we want to teach our, our, our children as well. Yeah. So now they've taken this healing wounds of trauma and they've already conducted, as far as I know, two. And that's a week each week. Yeah. And they were continuing on because everyone wanted to come. The whole tribe wanted to come. But he's, we've said only 15 people each. Yeah, so yeah. everyone's got their name on a list of yeah, when it's list. their turn oh. because it's a community situation. Yeah. So it's, oh. it's wonderful what God is doing. Yeah, what God is doing. Yeah, it's yeah. just amazing. But oh. it's also just, it's like here. You just, you, you know, God brings people into your lives and then... They go out, and, and it's just a wonderful, yeah. wonderful, being in a, 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 the Christian life is just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. you don't know who you're going to meet and their story, part of their story. Yeah. And you're just, you know, part of what God's doing. I remember a young dude when he was like 17, and he came to me, he's like, I don't know about this whole Christian thing. Like, <laughs> maybe if I follow Jesus and I, I go off and do something, maybe it'll just be boring. I was like, oh, no, you have no idea. <laughs> no, right. I, I can guarantee that it will never be no, boring. it would be no. never be boring. No. no. The Christian That's life is good. never boring. No. Amen. Yeah. So, Sandy, as we finish up, uh, obviously we want to pray that COVID calms down. We yes. get a vaccine, yes. all this. You're able yes. to head I back. I want to go home. Yeah, you want to go back. <laughs> yeah, you want to go yeah. back to your people. Yeah. Um, how else can we be praying for you? Um, pray for, I would like you to pray for the, the Sudanese uh, young guys who are running the clinic. No missionaries in Doro right now, so the Sudanese are running the clinic, and, um, and they're doing a great job. Um, and uh, pray for uh, a pastor, John, uh, Kaya, John, um, and he's, he's graciously overseeing our guards on our compound, as well as um, being the pastor of his community. They have really, they're the only church that I know that has actually, um, dis all the churches have been told to stop, but they have opened up um, their church again, but they're meeting outside and social distancing. Yeah, yeah. Because the Sudanese love to sing, Africans love to sing, and so they love to come to church. You can't stop it. You, you dancing, just, yeah. you know, yeah. and all of this stuff. And so, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So really, really pray for them, uh, for the, the church, and um, and uh, pray for pray for me. It's been really good to be home because I've had, it's given me time to process the flooding, the, you know, as nurses, we swallow everything. Yeah. We just yeah. keep it all in and we don't get to process anything. Yeah. And then when I come home, I'm visiting all the churches and visiting. And so I never get to really stop. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord has just told me, this is your time, Sandy. Just, yeah. you need to process. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've had to, that's what I've been doing. And it's been just wonderful, just wow. wonderful. Fantastic. And, um, well, so thank you for being here today. Yeah, it's it wonderful, real, yeah, wonderful. It's a privilege to have you. To be here. And I just want to say you've heard about uh, the Krons in Tanzania. You've heard about Ben and his ministry with our police fire. Uh, and you've heard about Sandy in South Sudan. And so I just encourage us as a church, let's be serious about this. Let's really uphold these missionaries in prayer and what God's doing around the world.